All right, and we are live with the second episode of Monday Night Tabletop. Hey, everybody, and I'm joined today with our two regulars from the first episode, Kelsey and Ben. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hey. And we are joined tonight by our good friend, Tristan. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. We're glad to have you over. We've been playing with Tristan for a while in our home games, and we decided we wanted to have him on the show and get a piece of the action. And one more person over the wonderful world of the internet, my man, my oldest friend, Seth. Take it away. Sup. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're all here. We are all back again with our second part to the beginner box set of Star Wars, Edge of the Empire. This time, the long arm of the hut. When last we left off, our motley crew of vagabonds, Pash the Smuggler and Heater the Mercenary, had uh, escaped from the vile clutches of Timo the Hut. And after a rather insane weekend at Mashuda, including maybe a Jawa revolution or two, maybe a a power plant failure, uh, some shootouts, you know, some airspace uh, disturbances, and uh, maybe a little bribery and coercion. Uh, They managed to escape on board the Crate Fang. Nothing but wholesome stuff. Nothing but wholesome stuff. Family-friendly fun here on Monday Night Tabletop. (laughs) Disregard that explicit tag. (laughs) (laughs) all right so we're gonna pick up where we last left off with our heroes jumping through hyperspace probably roll our destiny points before we yes (laughs) before we jump into the action everybody roll a force die kelsey saving the day (laughs) (laughs) they both got we both got one dark side point i got two light what'd you get seth I got two light. You got two light? So we got four light. And two dark. Need to grab one more dark side token. And we have four light side points and two dark side points. So let me hand these right on over to you guys. There you go. That's a team pool right there. Seth, speak up if you want to use a destiny token. I... So... Starting back where we left off, we have the Crate Fane making the jump to hyperspace after just narrowly blasting apart three TIE fighters that intercepted. And with the push of the igniter, the ship jumps, and then the jump the Crate Fane made to light speed has seen you to the edge of the Tatooine system without further problems. And however, you must plot a course through hyperspace in order to reach a new destination. Despite the vessel's dilapidated condition, it seems to hold together and it handles well. A whole galaxy is now yours to explore. Free from the grasp of Timo the Hut, you could kick back and relax a little, getting used to your new surroundings. You haven't had much time to get to know the ship, and it certainly could do with some alterations before you can comfortably call it home. You notice a rank smell permeating throughout the vessel. And 
After a moment, several warning alert icons display on the navigational computer. Drax, what is this? You can't hear him at the moment. There seems to be a malfunction in the comm link. He's not in the cockpit with you. After <sighs> after he hit smell? it, he ran off to check on it something. It like something like died in here. Maybe he died. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he go anyway? Corpse disposal is never clean on a vessel. <laughs> I'm just relaxing in my seat. Just like... I'm going to punch through the computer and see what these warning lights mean. All right, so... You attempt to use the computer. Go ahead and roll against a average computer difficulty. So two purple die for you. Two purple die. What's your computer skill? Uh, two ability. Two ability? There you go. Huh. Well, that's pretty good. I'm pretty sure what is that, that is. That is... So does success cancel out threat or failure? Success cancels out failure. All right, so... Advantage would cancel out threat. So one advantage. All right, you come out with one advantage. Taking a look at the controls, you can tell that uh, these are not anything vital. These are not life support systems. The ship's not about to decompress and send you all to the great deep void of space. Oh, God. Uh, And neither will you run out of oxygen. O2 levels are just fine in the atmosphere of the ship. However... As you're peering over the data, the ship rumbles and shakes, and uh, you guys bounce in your seat. You hear a a lizard croak out in the distance. You can hear treks from within the vessel screeching out in anger and frustration. Right here. I get up and stomp my way back to where Trax is. All right, so you're stomping out of the cockpit and heading deeper into the ship. And at that point, we're going to do a scene swap. Seth, what was your character again? Matru, a Zabrak. Seth, why don't you introduce Matru? Explain him a little bit before we introduce him into our next scene. Matru is a very old, well, I wouldn't say very old, but by the standards of his relatively short-lived race, who maybe max out at about 80 years, uh, he's a very seasoned and grizzled Zabrak barkeep with a bit of a grizzled and troubled past, very much himself. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of tried to remain, go off the, the grid, so to speak, and just spend the rest of his days working as a barkeep after the past few decades he spent gaining money to open said bar doing things that weren't necessarily in line with his with with the morals he claims to espouse well matru finds himself awakening in a cell and a dark cargo hold the air is extremely stale and the lights are flashing not fast but intermittently almost as if they're fluctuating Like, they're not getting enough power. You see a few panels just above you in the small wrought iron cage you find yourself in, just hanging by wires above you. You can smell this ungodly stench. It just makes you want to wretch. Your energy's coming right up through your throat. It's like like death. What is this? Where am I? Shut up. You hear a voice rumble through the darkness around you. As you see this large, rather scarred, scaly transdotion approaching. He's holding a slab of meat in his hand. You can't identify what meat it is. 
and he tosses it into your cage. Eat, he says, as he begins to walk away from you. Hey, hey, I'm talking to you. No time must quiet you. He says, as he goes over to this uh, control panel and he starts pressing buttons. And at this moment, Tristan, why don't you introduce your character to us? I am uh, Jorlan. I'm a charming smuggler. You also awaken in a very similar wrought iron cage. I see. With an intermittent light. Am I within range of... Yes. uh, Sitting up, you can see this older, grizzled Zabrak man shouting away from the uh, cages. Okay, well, I suppose I might as well introduce myself to him, too. If you'll be quiet, we're both going to get beaten again, man. I'm just going to turn around and shoot this individual a very, very stern glare. That's more like it. You said that Transdotion tossed meat in the cell, right? Yes. And I at this I, point, I, a big hunk of meat lands at your feet as well. Well, guess I'll dig in. <laughs> no, it's just, no, it's, uh, the Zabrax are carnivorous, so it only makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, you start just digging in this fine, raw, uncooked feast. Wow. Do that, Zabrak. I want mine. It out. You want mine. I don't trust it. Shoot yourself, pal. All right, I'll try and toss it over there. See if you can catch it. All right, you. since the cages are just right next to each other, they share you middle bars. You can just bars. hand it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Since, again, just... since, uh, since I'm a Zabrak who can oh. only eat meat, I'm assuming. I'm not sure if they're strict carnivores, but I know they're carnivorous. Can I tell at all what it is I am chowing down on? It is an unfamiliar taste to you. What about the texture? Come on, give me something. It's very gamey. <laughs> I'll take that as I will. Very salty. So at least it's been cured. It's <laughs> just oh, not raw. So I'm uh, I finished the first piece. I'm going to wipe my hands off of my trousers. I'm just going to look up. Human, you. Yes. What do you want? What are we doing here? You got me. Wouldn't you both be quiet? I told the you. The ocean. Look, I told him to shut up. We won't be quiet. Both of you, stop talking. It stutters. You can tell this Transdotion is a bit panicked at this moment. He's pressing a lot of buttons on this control pad. You can't really quite tell what he's doing at the moment. But he's hammering away at this little control pad. And at this moment, a bright light emerges as a door opens up. And standing in the doorway is a bee. I'm a 1.7 meter gank. <laughs> All metal. <laughs> Trax, what's going on in here? Nothing to concern you, mercenary. Oh, I don't know about that. The ship seems to be starting to shake itself apart. Why don't you explain? It will be fine as soon as we make it to Ryloth. You say that, but we're only at the edge of the system, and... We're not moving. <laughs> Must be low fuel reserves. Mm. I was in the middle of refueling when you arrived. So what, we're drifting now? No, no, no. There should be enough for one more jump. For your prayers. These are targets for Timo. Huh. Really? Yes, he had an interest. 
both of these ones. I will fetch many points with the scorekeeper for these. Or maybe not now, since you've, well, helped us. <laughs> Seems like more friends to me. Zamrak. Ah, yeah, what do you want? Your name. That depends on who I'm telling my name. Am I going to walk out of here after I tell you, or you just want to know who you're going to kill? <laughs> I mean, you ever heard the saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend? I have, but it's not. It's never true. I'll suit yourself. Stay in that cage. <laughs> fine, 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 fine. Matru. You happy now, you rust bucket? Matru, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. Human? Oh, hell, I might as well. Name is Jor. Jor. I extend my hand to shake. <laughs> Through the bars. <laughs> kind of just like cater. Okay, I want to pull him in and pull the Rorschach off. <laughs> you really do? Yes. That would be an opposed check for Brawl. Oh, God. <laughs> you said Brawl? Mm-hmm. Uh, one proficiency, two ability. What's your ability in Brawl? Two. So you roll these against, what did you say your pool was? Oh, one proficiency, two ability. Roll these. May the force be with me. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, help him interpret these. So uh, these are, uh, what are the, sorry, it's been, a, it's been a minute. A two failure and one despair. Um, with blanks you, on the abilities. Yeah. Dramedy. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing cancels out. So you attempt to pull the gank to the cage with you, and he just kind of casually leans back and smashes your face against the bars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Funny. Here, uh, roll. Come on, I told you my name. Okay, we're gonna roll a D one one hundred for a critical injury because of that despair. <laughs> I mean, at the most, he'd probably have a busted nose. <laughs> Ends up with a concussion. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. oh my. <laughs> All right. You received, you received a critical injury. That is, at the brink, you suffer one strain each time you perform an action. You suffer one strain each time you perform an action. And what's your brawn? My brawn? Mm-hmm. Three. All right. So you take... Three wounds. So it counts up. So you now yeah, have be on the three in your current. Mm-hmm. So imagine, yeah, you've got a busted nose. Oof. Until I get that healed, that subtracts from my threshold. Uh, every time you, uh, from now on after that, you, you receive that damage. But you also have the critical injury at the, at the brink, which is anytime you perform an action, like in combat, you'll suffer one strain. But right now, no strain. What about you, Zabrak? You gonna be performing some funny business like this man? Uh, I'm good. I'll stay taking a bite of meat. That one. Trek says, pointing at the at the smuggler. Crossed Timo as well. He will be particularly hunting this one. So you understand why I had to try. Well, I mean, I'd mentioned that we're being hunted by Timo the same, so I don't understand why you tried to hurt me. I don't understand why you would try to help me. Well, I mean, I'm not now. <laughs> In any case, we should get this fuel situation resolved. And uh, an extra pair of hands wouldn't hurt. How about letting the Zabrak out tracks? Mm. Yes. He 
says as as he shakes his head and slowly stomps over to the cage, and then he basically unlocks it and pulls open the wrought iron. It just screeches as he pulls it open. Matru, you are now free. I, uh, Where was that? Climb out hmm? of the cage. And, uh, I extend my arms a bit and stretch out. Uh, uh, I'm off this. I'll say you look downright ancient. <laughs> uh, thanks for the commentary. Anyway, I'd say you should get some sleep, smuggler. What if I told you I can get you a reserve of fuel? It's in my ship. Only problem is Timo's got it. Well, I'd say that's probably not the best news, considering we just left Timo's palace and uh, we may have demolished a city block. Oh, I thought we were headed there. No, we are leaving. Oh, okay. Well, wait a sec. If we're just leaving, why is, why is, the, why is the Skeksis uh, thinking about turning this into Timo? He's focused on the bounty. He's focused on the bounty. He was he's traveling away from where he's trying to get into. Well, we convinced him to work for us. He's our prisoner. Okay. Quote. Can I just comment? You just see Trex, like, his eyes are just, like, slanted. He's just really angry. Can he's I very mean? uncomfortable about this conversation. Who me? Or who is Trex. Trex. The transition. Can I just calm in and just be like, what's the situation over there? Yeah, your calm works with heater. Uh, it appears that we're low on fuel. We're going to have to make a stop. Oh, all right then. I'm just tired of jiggling. Hand me your comic. And you hear the gravelly voice of Trex. Pilot. Yes. Set a course for Ryloth. On it. Good, he says as he hands the comm link back to you. Very well. Now, Smuggler, I'd yes. recommend you reconsider the offer you've been given while you rest up. It may be an offer. Yes. yes. Forgive me, the gaping wound in my bridge of my nose here. Thoughts tend to be leaking out of there. <laughs> Even Trex is kind of croaking his attempt at laughter. Oh, God. His the little voice. effort that he can make. Dear Lord, who I'm saddled with. So what was the offer? Well, I said the enemy of my enemy is my friend, so we are seeking to escape Timo and so are you. I thought that was pretty obvious. Oh, I didn't know the offer was uh, all around. Well, looks like I don't have much choice. Think I can get some back there from my nose? Yeah, sure. In the galley. Trek says, pointing down the hall. Right. I guess, I guess I'll unlock the case then, Trex. <laughs> Trex says, grumbling as he stomps away. <laughs> and <laughs> Sorry about your belly. I open the cage and just a word of caution. Don't try that again. Sure. <laughs> Quick question. You're all running from Timo? Yes. And the guy who's turning people into Timo is your prisoner? Quote, unquote. He, you know, when you have two blasters pointed at you, you tend to be a bit more agreeable. Okay. Just want to make sure I understood. <laughs> At this point, you hear large klaxons blaring, and the ship violently lurches again. Pash, what's going on? Roll a computer. Okay. Use. Computer check? Uh-huh. Okay, let's see. It'll be easy, so one person. So that'd be too green for me. Well, those are success, aren't they? Yeah, two success, one threat. Okay. So... You manage to pull up the, the navigational computer screen, and of course you see the large flashing red script saying fuel low. 
You also notice a small flashing icon in the shape of a crescent moon, or maybe a fang. Uh, and you also see a flashing red icon in the form of a simplified cage. Okay. Um, do I know what that means? or? Well, you're not sure what the shape of the crescent moon represents, but you could tell that the, sim- the simplified cage means that... S- that some kind of, you know, cell has been unlocked. Mm-hmm. Something with a security trigger. A lot of it's hard to make out because a lot of the software for the computer has been overwritten with Transdotion script. Like, Transdotion software has yeah. been installed on top of it. And you don't read Transdotion. So, like, you know how to pilot a, you know how to pilot a YT-1300. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a common ship type. But with all this other user interface installed in a language you don't understand, it's there's a bit of a culture shock there. You're not sure what the crescent moon is supposed to represent. All right. Uh, I just come over. Uh, I don't understand some of it, but it uh, um, looks like some sort of high-security cell has been breached. The other stuff I can't understand. Tracks. Trex is not present. He walked away. I just don't know what this crescent moon means. Also, Ma- the smell is just nasty at this point. Marshall, will come with me. Uh, I guess I got no choice. All right. Before we continue with the two of you, Jor, what are you doing at this point? I suppose I'm. I suppose I'm staying with him. I mean, they wouldn't want me to get a. So you're following with him. Without going to the galley? Get your back up for your nose. Oh, do I have any idea where the galley is? Or is it just, was it it's it, uh, a YT-1300 is a, a Karelian ship. Basically, think the Millennium Falcon. Oh, okay. It's okay. the same ship class. Right, well, as, then as uh, I, I will go to the galley and get some back to front All right. You head into the galley. And once you're in there, you come across... It's a small kitchen area. And it's... It's nicely appointed, but it's kind of a terrible state. There's hunks of raw meat that are just being stored and prepped. Some are on hooks. Some are just laying on cutting boards. Some are just on a countertop, just sitting there with flies collecting. There's enough remains for two decent meals if you feel up to cooking all of it. You also see... uh, a drawer that's labeled rations. and I will inspect the rations. See if there's anything more edible in there. You pull up the drawer, and it's nicely refrigerated. Not cold, but it's temperature controlled. And uh, you see six ration packs suitable for any organic being. Take a look around and see if anyone's looking. Nope. All right, I swipe two of the ration packs. Add that to your inventory. Blood's pouring out of his nose. He's stealing <laughs> ration <laughs> Yep. Dude, dude in shifty clothing, just open up. <laughs> I will only one drop of blood on these. Just like stuffs it in his jacket, just like. <laughs> okay, and I then I my search for the back then. Uh, at that point, you actually see a little opened cup of back duck. This is it. Already opened. Just here Already opened. Just here with the flies. <laughs> the, well, the flies are avoiding it. That's back to. Okay. <laughs> well, I might as well apply it to my nose. You uh, roll a medicine check. What would that dice pool be? 
We'll make it an easy. So one plus your medicine skill. I don't know how to do medicine skill. So that's intelligence, so that would be... Oh, okay. Intellect. Intellect is two, so two green. There you go. All right, got two green. Okay. Right. Uh, just one threat in total mm-hmm. of the dice pool? Yeah, because it was two threat, one advantage. Or two threat, one success, I believe. Yeah, two threat, one success. All right. As you're applying it, it just burns horribly. You've you've used Bacta on an open wound before, and it burned, but this is just extra burn. I have used Bacta. I swear this stuff's got to be acid. Oh, Oh my God. And this is the point you hear the Oh, you, just see, this? you just hear tracks walk up, and he's just like, what is all this racket? Hey, drink this. <laughs> <laughs> Trex kind of eyes you for a second. Roll deception. Oh, no. <laughs> he just offered him a, his own open cup of Vacta. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what is your deception? <laughs> oh, my deception. I actually have points in this. So. <laughs> uh, two. So, deception is cunning. You have a cunning of... Two. Two. So, he just gets two proficiency. Two yellow. All right. What's his one? I'm going to do it this way. Two yellow. No, he... Uh, oh, yeah. You need two yellow. And then these are your difficulty dies. Okay. So I'll Wait, you gave him a green die. So, his difficulty should be the purple one, right? That's a whole lot of... Uh, failure. <laughs> wow. You know what? I think I've been misreading these. So, success cancel out failure. Mm-hmm. So, two from that. So, that's two failure, two advantage. Two failure, two advantage? Mm-hmm. All right. At this point, he's like, why would I drink Bacta? Tell me if it tastes funny or not. <laughs> and he grabs it and he sniffs it, his nostrils flaring, and then he sips it. Oh, God. You fool! (laughs) And at that point, his eyes go wide as he only realizes too late what exactly you convinced him to do against his better judgment. As he runs over to the sink and just begins vomiting. (laughs) Sell me the team. (laughs) He's going to kill you now. (laughs) You guys can hear it throughout the ship. My God. It sounds stupid. It sounds like. <laughs> I guess we gotta better go make sure they're not killing each other, shouldn't we? I, I guess. All right. So I guess we're heading to the galley now. Yeah, you go. I got this. <laughs> all right. So you guys head into the galley, and of course you see all the hooks and the meat and the flies and the ooh, nasty. Not surprised. But of course you see in one corner near the sink, the fresher. There's Trex just <laughs> right into the sink uncontrollably. And it's even nastier than the stench that's just in the background of the of the ship. Well, I can't see I feel sorry for him. And you see George is holding, holding my still healing nose. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, showed him my tattoo. <laughs> Trex heaves some more. And then Stalin says, what? Never don't, mind, never don't, mind. Don't, never do, mind. It. don't <laughs> do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. 
<laughs> I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. No, seriously, I thought it might make the place smell better. I mean, you called us a galley. I mean, I'd say it's more of a meat locker, but it's suitable for me. Yes, I know, Trax. Airlock is But apparently you've gotten yourself ill. What did you do? I drank better. You see, he's lost it. Yes, me if it tasted odd. And you and and you just drank it. Shut up. Trax <laughs> is, is obviously embarrassed. We can't read Trandoshan, by the way. Maybe you'd like to visit the cockpit. Yes, he says, rolling his reptilian eyes <laughs> as he composes himself, gets a cloth, wipes off the edges of his jawline from the visceral vomitus. Visceral vomitus. <laughs> He trudges off out towards the cockpit, where Pash is. Bye, Trax. Not going to say that was funny, but that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You'll find I'm full of surprises. If I was there, I'd say I'm glad he didn't kill you. <laughs> and Pash, at this moment, you hear Trax stumbling up, and you see him rowing at his mouth a little bit with his arm. Did the smell finally get to you? No. I'm not gonna ask. I don't want to talk about it anyways. So, uh, what does this crescent moon mean? Um, the alert signal here. That means... Oh, I've forgotten. That means the transponder is still operational. Okay. And Trex kind of pushes you to the side. Like, he actually puts his hand down and pushes you and the chair wheels away. <laughs> As he comes up and he starts pressing on the computer, and he's holding, he's basically, his big-ass hand is holding the side of the monitor. And he's like, and he's looking up real close, and he says, The transponder is operational. Demo is receiving it to his palace. It is emitting a coded response. It's being updated every five seconds. We would need to land to remove it. At this point, I guess, are we trudging in behind him? Or? If you were heading that way, I'd assume so to figure so, out what we need to do. Out of character, what exactly does that mean? Like That means the ship is reporting its location GPS style to Teemo every five seconds. So we need to quickly get somewhere. Yep. Okay. Is there any planets we to land on the exterior of this system? Not in tattoo, but right off is close enough. We have the fuel. Ryloth, eh? I've been there a while. Me either. I guess at course. We could also go to Christophus or Geonosis or even Transdosha. He says with a mimicry of a smile. Geonosis sounds good. May throw them off our tracks a bit. Mm, but the bucks would be quick to shoot us down. They would be remiss to trade. With outsiders. What was this other place you mentioned? Christophus. And the problem with her? Expensive fuel. Very well. Right off it is. But as you were, Trex says as he stomps back off into the ship again. It's obvious at this point Trex is trying to avoid you guys. I don't know. I think he likes me. Oh, I'm like gonna keep doing my work. <laughs> all right, I think he's fond of all of us, especially Machu here. Well, he's not mutual. 
By the way, Pash, this is Machu. Machu Pash. Hogan makeup. <laughs> How do you do? Stand on my hand. Not well, I say. Taking your hand. That's hard to hear. And at this point, you hear shouting in a voice you don't recognize. It's certainly not Trex. Uh, what was that? I don't know, but it sounds like something we might need to shoot. It's <laughs> not the lizard. Definitely not. <laughs> I think shouting from him would be more like a <laughs> rasping roar. All right, as you uh, as you come up further into the ship around a corner, you see this uh, Twi'lek uh, who's missing a part of his leku, and he's at the moment actually fighting with Trex in the hall. He has a cane and he's beating Trex with it. Can I flip my blaster carbine to stun and shoot him? Yes, you can. All right, I'm gonna do that. That's going to be an engaged range. Ooh, engaged with a blaster rifle? It's heavy. I mean, I could switch to my pistol. Oh, are you doing pistol? I, I pulled out my carbine, but I could switch to the pistol. Yeah, you could switch to the pistol. I don't know, do that, slip it to stun, and... All right, well, we need to determine some initiative here. What do you say that is, vigilance? Yes, so everybody roll vigilance. So that's one of these, and one of these. Which color dice is that? That would be. What's your vigilance, Seth? Oh, my. Oh, my mistake. I have absolutely nothing in vigilance. So. Uh, what is your willpower? That is a three. So that's three green dice. Right, and that will be against. I need a yellow and green. Hmm. Oh, we don't roll yet. I got. Oh, triumph and success. Are you on the bridge or are you? Did well, you right. follow with them? I think you are on the bridge still. So I think you stayed in the pilot seat to take us out. Yeah, I'm setting course for Rylos. Okay, well, let's say that pretty much you you you're sitting at the cockpit and you're setting up everything smoothly. Right, I'm trying to get us out of here as quickly as possible. Okay. So basically, I went, I'm probably going last because I got a single advantage. A single. What'd you get? Success and advantage. Success and advantage. Okay, success and advantage. Uh, Seth, what'd you get? I'm sitting pretty with one advantage, three success. You got three success? Yes. All right, you go first. Okay. So run me through what's going on again. Uh, There is a Twi'lek man missing a portion of his left leku head tail. That, wait... That would be incredibly painful for him. So I'm assuming that his no, it's an older, it's an older injury. It's okay. Not... Never mind then. This is, this didn't just happen. I was thinking, no. oh man, Trex bite off more than he can chew. <laughs> <laughs> and this man is currently on top of Trex, who's trying to claw at him and okay. beating him. I'm gonna with stand there. I'm gonna stand there and let this go on for a few more seconds before going. All right, all right. I think it's I think it's time to stop. I say as I reach and try to grab his cane. He just starts screaming slavers as he, yeah he's just cursing it about slavers as you're approaching him like at at tracks yeah okay again I'm just gonna run up and grab him by by the cane and be like all right okay is that enough and he kind of struggles with you for a second and he's just like who are you what do you all of you want where am I ah this seems to be a common occurrence here 
Well, who wants to explain it to him? Okay, so Jor steps forward. You want to ask the guy on the ground. That, that's your explanation. And uh, Trex is just laying there, just going. I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna like. His face is like almost caved in. I'm gonna, gonna like just gently, like, nudge his body with my foot. Hey, lizard. I'm just gonna assume that they were gonna sell him to Team Up. I mean, is Team even looking for this guy? I know why you had me here. So, Actually, roll perception. Perception. Mm-hmm. With a average difficulty, so two purple. I got two of those. So two green, two purple. Wait, do you have two abil- two ranks in it? Two ranks. That's for efficiency. That's, that's yellow. Yeah, that's okay. yellow. All right. What's your full skill, though, and the ability? My full skill? Yeah, so what's it tied to? <clears throat> oh, you mean the special edition? No, no. So the what's the ability tied to the skill? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, perception cunning. What's your cunning? Two. Okay, yeah, then just, yeah, two yellow then. All right. That's two success. Two success? And, wait, nope. Success and a threat. Okay, so two success, one threat. You actually recognize this man as you hear uh, Trex say Bon. You recognize the name Burabon. When Aqualish thugs arrived on Ryloth and tried to muscle in on the planet's rill mining operations, a group of Twi'leks organized a series of mines said to be run formed by Twi'leks. Some critics said that the organization wasn't much better than the thugs it replaced and that it sold uncut rill illegally on the black market. However, a lot of Twi'leks saw the organization as a sign and symbol of hope, undermining the efforts of those who would exploit Ryloth without thought for its natives. Buraban was among the most vocal of those in support of mines owned and run by Twi'leks. This man is Buraban. You're Buraban, aren't you? He stops for a minute. He says, you recognize me? I'm a regular on Ryloth. I'm a bit surprised. What are you doing on this ship with this Transdotian slaver? Well, he took me as a slave, of course. I'm more <laughs> of a hostage, really. Actually, I'm a counter bounty. It's a long story. And, if I may add, he is my hostage, and you're currently beating him. <laughs> he he kind of looks at you a little bit shocked. He's still holding the cane. And he just kind of drops it and puts his hand resting on the top of it. He just kind of looks at you and says, Yes, well, your hostage killed my wife and threw me on this vessel. So forgive me if I'm not that intimidated by your little toy. Fair enough. And I shoot him with the stun. (laughs) Okay, roll to hit at engaged range. Fair enough. Shoot. (laughs) One proficiency to ability. I mean ability. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right. So that is uh, two advantage and three success. Two advantage and three success? Yep. Remember, the set's a stun. Yeah, you hit him, and he just goes down. (laughs) Am I still standing next to him when he does this, like right next to the twilight? Yes, like it just goes right in front of you. Just like, whoop. Wow. That's uh, got to hurt. Yes, quite a bit. But, I mean, he was uncooperative. A little harsh, but skin off my teeth. Well, when he wakes up, he'll be properly restrained, and then we can talk to him a bit more. Drax, are you alive? Mm, yeah. 
He's, he's got blood just, like, dripping off his face. All right. Well, I, best, I guess we better get some back to for you. Come on. No, this is a mock of shame. I must wear it. Suit yourself. Get to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so Trek slowly pulls himself up. You're, if, if you're watching this, you're actually been impressed by how much this older, frail-looking Twilight <laughs> man just beat the ever-loving shit out of this eight-foot-tall, muscular lizard man. Impressive. Well, who's currently trembling to pull himself up. <laughs> and Trek slowly, just slowly, with, like, his hand on the wall, trudges away towards the, uh, towards the crew quarters. <laughs> He's in the twilight. Sorry, starting to get up. No, 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 the transdotion. All right, tracks. All right. I have... I don't believe I do. No, I do not. Well, um... Anyone have any rope? What? All right. I'm going to go find some quarters. I've got enough of this. And Watcher walks off towards the crew quarters. <laughs> All right. Thor, you have any rope? Binders, anything? Not on me, no. All right, the galley will use a chain. <laughs> I just bodily pick up the twilight to carry him towards the galley. Okay. So you just lift him up with no issue whatsoever. The guy's really lightweight. Which I had a holdout blast from a stun grenade as a combat knife when you guys took me. I mean, I didn't take it. When he wakes up, ask him if he's got my shit. Okay. Okay. It's at this point that you realize that you actually still have all of your shit. What kind of bumbling kidnappers are you people? And I what kind of bumbling idiot am I? I could have <laughs> had my blaster on me this whole time. I think I, tried <laughs> to yank, I think I tried to yank this one into the bars. I could have just cut him or something. shot him or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know what? We're all idiots. I just never speak of this. <laughs> I think you're still mistaken on what my purpose is here. I never kidnapped anyone. I feel kidnapped. Well, I mean, you were, but not by me. How important is Drax to you? He's important until we get to where we need to go. After that, if you want to shoot him, I won't stop you. Very well. For now, where are those quarters? Uh, were they on any other YT-1300? Sorry, I took a crack to the nose earlier. I don't know much of anything. <laughs> and I saw her off moaning about my busted, still healing nose. And so I, how does it take back to heal something like that? It's like it's going to gradually happen. It'll it'll heal within like uh, let's say an hour. Okay, I'm still I'm still whining about my still healing nose. Yeah. All right. At the, this point, everybody kind of settles in. I'm gonna bind the um. Twilight yeah, you movie. you <laughs> take them to the galley. Yeah. And you take some chain, manage to make a makeshift binding for him. Uh, Pash, uh, you're you're up in the cockpit. Um, some time passes. Let's say about three hours. W- what do you do in that meantime? I'm setting the course to Rilo. All right, so you're just monitoring the trip as you're going? Mm. Okay. All right. So Pash is just being vigilant at the at the seat of the ship, monitoring the fuel cells and making sure that the hyperspace and the astrogation charts are all correct and they don't slam to the broad side of a black hole. Exactly. And once I finish up, I'm going to go join Pash in the cockpit. Okay. So when you finish up binding them, you're going to head towards Pash. Mm. And at this point, Matru and Jor make it to the crew quarters. 
So what do, what do I see upon arriving to said group quarters? Uh, the area has been honestly kept surprisingly tidy, though it smells strongly of treks. The shower and refresher are clean and operational. There are three beds there, and they're all rather practical, if a little uncomfortable looking. Great, we're hot bunking. There is a wampa skin rug on the floor in a fine condition. And there's also a glow rod and two power pack reloads for a heavy blaster pistol stashed underneath one of the beds in clear view. And also there's some credits just sitting on a nightstand. Does Matru still have all of his gear too? We never did clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say for for uh, brevity's sake, uh, you guys picked up your stuff exiting. Okay. Exiting the cells. So I'm here with with uh, Jor, Jor and Trex, who's now passed out uh, and still bleeding. I, I don't think I don't think Jor has actually told me his name though. No. So I'm gonna look over to the human. Hey. Yo. What's your name again? Jor. Well, Jor. I get the right side of the bed. <laughs> there's three beds. There's two open. You're kidding me? No, there's three empty beds here. I don't care who they belong to. I'm not jumping in bed with you. There's a joke lost in your whole race. Jeez. I love it. Some humans in your stock up, whack. Never mind. Need a drink. Oh, who am I kidding? There's no drinks to be had here. Actually, there's... I'm going to spend a dark side point. And so there is a bottle of Corellian wine. Okay. I'm going to approach the bottle and pick it up. And this is where the dark side point comes in. I'm going to pop the the cap and sniff it first. You smell nothing. It's happy. In, oh in my anger, god. In anger, I just tossed the bottle to the side. Yeah, we just did well better at the dark side. Prohibition. Oh boy. Okay. And it shatters against the wall, and Trex kind of like jumps, and then just like immediately crashes back to sleep. <laughs> I guess I'm calling it here. Alright, so Matra is going to lay down. Yep. And rest. No, he puts the blaster pistol to his head. I spent a dark side point for his uh, power pack to run out as he pulls the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. All right. Uh, so we're going to. What What is Jor doing? All right. Well, I approach my bed to lay down. I stop by Tractor's body, give him a swift kick. <laughs> he doesn't even notice. I thought you were gonna say kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I literally put down did. those dark side points. <laughs> <laughs> you tug him in and give him a kiss. I pick up my arms and snuggle. All right, so our two new intrepid party goers have promptly passed out. Have promptly <laughs> passed the fuck out. <laughs> One angry because he's not drunk, and the other angry because his nose is bashed in. <laughs> 
Trax had the worst night by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He sure. on back then, guys. Go, beat out to death by an angry old man. <laughs> an angry old man. A crippled angry old man. <laughs> then proceeded to get shot. Well, casually. Yeah. By the hyper-lethal mercenary. <laughs> All right, so our scene's going to shift to Pash as Heater's walking into the cockpit. Anything interesting? Oh, no, I'm just... Make sure everything's good. I'm going to plop down in the co-pilot seat. <clears throat> what? What was all that other commotion just now? Oh, you know, tracks losing control of another prisoner and getting beaten, getting beaten half to death. You know, nothing big. What's he serving over here? Serving? I saw a bunch of meat. Oh, raw hunks of meat. The Trandoshan special. I don't want to know what that is. It's literally just raw hunks of meat there. Not very picky in what they eat. I'm just gonna sit in silence for a minute, looking <laughs> looking out, and just be like. As the horror <laughs> dawns upon you. You ever place a buck? Yes, I have. <laughs> just like horror. You ever place a buck? In fact, I have a deck on me. Let's do it. Ooh, okay, so. Passion Heater choose to play a game of sabak in their downtime. I'm used to staying up pretty late. I don't really need much sleep. Sometimes when you have to uh, take a particularly stubborn target, you have to stay up ooh, quite the long time. Plus, I want to make sure things are good with my baby. Well, not mine. The ship shakes. I would. <laughs> it seems more like your grandfather than your queen. <laughs> How do we play? All right. <laughs> How do we do it? So. You guys pull out the Sabak deck, and we will be right back after a short break. Dun, 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 dun. And we're back. We are about to begin this Sabak game between Heater and Pash. All right, so what is the agreed-upon wager between Heater and Pash? I'd say we keep it low. No need to gamble at all on the way. You're right. What do you say? About ten credits? Ten credits sounds good. All right, so ten credits each. So each of you pay into the pot. Mm -hmm. Both of you roll cool. I need two more greens. And what's yours? I have one ability die for this. All righty. So I got two success. Well, you might come out better than me, you never know. Probably not. No, we came out the same. <laughs> oh. Hold up. Damn it. Two success, one failure, so that comes out to be one success. What is this? Is have, this a disadvantage? This is a threat. Oh, a threat. So you have two success, one threat. Two success, one threat. So higher success? All right, flip a destiny point to re-roll the... Uh, yes, go ahead. Two success, two threat. All right. Sounds like Pash wins this pod. It's a good game, though. Enjoying this game of Sabak. Well, that's just one round. I'd rather not break the bank. I'm obviously out of my league here. It's up to you. We could just head for the night. (sighs) A small nap from here to Ryloth doesn't sound like a bad idea. Nope. All right. So everyone decides to hit the hay on the rest of the trip to Ryloth. Mm-hmm. All right. So everyone heads to the crew quarters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just realize all three beds are taken when you guys get there. Hmm. I can sleep on the floor. I've had worse in 
jail. That's right. I'm going to go sleep in the pilot seat. <laughs> All right. So everyone is going to sleep and rest for the night on the rest of the trip to Ryloth. And with that, we're going to end tonight's episode. No! Okay. Monday night tabletop. What was that? We bid you all a good night. I'll be to see.